A little bit of that Jesus juice. Mm. Ooh. You got that Jesus juice? You ready to go there, Brother Hitman? Amen. <laughs> Live from the NBA bubble, ladies and gentlemen. We all got secrets. Steve, I can't believe you got inside the bubble. That's awesome. Oh, I, I am inside the bubble, inside, outside, every side there is. <laughs> Tell the truth. The only bubble that you're in is is on your deck. That's it. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, the, the Springfield bubble. That's uh, yeah. it. Your deck is is in the bubble and therefore corona free. That's it. I, I no COVID here, bitches. I'm telling you. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, we got Mike, we got the hitman. What's up, boys? What's going on? Live I'm living a, a baseball season life now. Yeah. I, I, tonight uh, is 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 day hold on. Day, I think it's day four. Of 11 days in a row at a baseball field? Please, there's worse ways to spend a pandemic. Right? Oh, listen. So hold up, dude. I, uh, I pit and I say, you want to say something? I'll just, I'll be quick with this. So, like, I, I spent five hours at the field Saturday morning for T ball, two, just trying to get the field playable after all that rain. And then oh, yeah. three, T ball. And, like, I was so exhausted at the end of it, but I was so just appreciative that, like, <laughs> Like that, the kids were able to be out there playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not to be like corny and sentimental, but like, like Michael's yeah. travel coach keeps telling them to, like this summer, why they're playing to win. This summer's he's calling it the privilege to play because in this environment, it is a privilege to play. So, I'll do whatever it takes to be out there and having fun. Uh, I don't blame you one bit, man. How bad was that field? Because yeah, we got drenched. Like at uh, least what what three inches of rain that day? No, it was so Sorry. much. It was so much. They, uh, I mean, they they got there at seven. I moved some a little further away. I got there at seven fifteen, and then naturally the the guy who runs the T ball league got there at seven forty. Right? You mm -hmm. know, thanks for your help. You know, <laughs> I mean, we used all two hours because the first game was at nine, and it's still like if it was mid season, we probably would have canceled the games. But since it was the first game, we're like, screw it. Like, these kids need to play. So let's go. Mm -hmm. Get that field dry and get yeah. it running. Yeah, raking diamond. They even, we got one of those like tractors with the, with like the broom on the back. Dang. And they, uh, apparently, whoever's driving it probably shouldn't have used it because they broke it because the mud was so heavy. <laughs> oh, rookie. They, see, that there's, there's no way that was a John Deere. No and way. No, no, it wasn't the tractor that broke. It was the the sweeping, like the hydraulic on the sweep. It wasn't oh, John Deere. It actually oh, okay. is John Deere, but it wasn't the tractor itself. It was like the 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 sweep was too much for the hydraulic to pull the sweep up, like the mud. So it just dropped it right back down and broke it. Mm. Nothing runs like a deer. No, I agree. Oh I'm dear. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let's see. Four minutes in, we're already into the bad puns. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. Uh, I know you got some stories from baseball and uh, yeah. the topic you brought up specifically. We'll just get the uh, pod kicked off with some uh, with some deep topics relating yeah, to I'm, baseball. I'm very uh, overprotective of my children and I will acknowledge Naturally. that. Uh, Naturally. You know, I'm, I'm Papa Bear or whatever the hell you want to say. Um, so I, I always have to like step back, but Michael's playing baseball yesterday and like I look over and like Dom and G are like legit slugging one another. And like 
it's it's not, like Dom's a wild card. So like I'm not surprised to see Dom doing that, but it is atypical of Gianna's behavior. So like I, I said Nicole, I'm like, yo, what's the fight club over there? Like get that under control, right? Well, he already broke yeah. rule one. Uh, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm coaching. Like I can't go stop my like I'm in the dugout, like so then I look over again, and like I hear one of the kids says something. I can't remember what he said, but he he kind of like threatened G, and like I couldn't tell if he was joking or not. So I look at Nicole. I'm like, Nicole, what's going on? Like, are they joking around or is that real? You know. So that was like the end of it. I'm coaching. I'm not paying attention. I come to find out after the game. I come to find out like these kids were getting Dom to like fight G and Dom to fight this other six year old, right? And like they're just trying to impress you. It's not right. They shouldn't have done what they did, but they're just trying to impress the older kids. Like, I get why they did it. They shouldn't have, and they were corrected. And I talked to the other six-year-old's parent, so he knew it was up. But like last night, I was ready to fight those 12-year-olds. Dead serious. You know, I, like today I'm I'm much more calm now. Um, but you know, for in the moment, I was I was ready to drive down there and go bananas on them um and whatnot. Do you, you know? think you could have took them or no? Uh, well, it was four of them. So I, I probably could have taken three. The fourth might have been a struggle. I gotcha. So I, you know, I don't know. Like it's it's a tough balance, right? Because how do you handle that thing correctly? Do you? That's do what you, she said. Do, yeah, right. <laughs> that is what she said. <laughs> do, do you confront those kids yourself, right? And, and then end up potentially on some video or whatnot, right? Uh, do you, do you go to their parent and cause some other level of drama? And then, like, my problem with going to the other parent is, like, like are they the kind of parent who's going to solve it? Or are they the kind of parent, like, not my kid? Like, no, no, no. Especially in today's world, dude, parents are quick to fly off the handle. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, and, and I totally get it. I, I would expect every parent to be defensive about their kid. But at the same time, you also have to be open-minded about your kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably the reverse. I'm probably too hard on my kids. Like, if somebody comes to me and says your kid did this, like, I believe them. And then there's sometimes where they they didn't do it. Like, like I find <laughs> they actually didn't do it. But I, I I'm I'm probably on the reverse where I'm too hard on my kids and like, especially Michael. I'm I always know I'm way too hard on him. It's your oldest. You always are too hard on your oldest. You know what I mean? Like, I was the oldest. My dad was too hard on me. And like, I feel bad. And that's why like I kind of do extra stuff with Michael sometimes because it's like my way of saying like, dude. I know I'm too hard on you sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. So long story short, we went back to the baseball field today because because G had practice earlier today, and I did see two of the kids. Um, okay. One, one of the kids I have a really good relationship with. They look you um, square. Well, I'm about to tell you about that, right? So I knew <laughs> I, I knew that I could talk to one of the kids and not have to go to the parents because me and kid could have just a conversation. So uh, for the sake of an- anonymity, uh, I'll call the kid George. So I, I said, hey, George. R.I.P. George. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, hey George, um, you and I got to talk later. And he looked at me. He knew right away exactly. He says to me, what do we got to talk about? And I said, from the look on your face, you know exactly what we got to talk about. Um. So a little bit later, he comes up to me, and like to his credit, he came to me. And that's why I'm saying I knew this was a kid that I could have this conversation with. I was like, look, dude, you've been on Michael's team for a long time for a lot of sports. Like, you're, you you got to have Michael's back, and that goes down to his brother. And I said, and to be honest with you, 
you've always been one of my favorite kids because I love your person. The kid's a fiery competitor. And like the one time I, I said, Hey, can you pitch two innings? And he said, Coach, I think I got three innings in here. Like that had me fired up. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a kid I really like. And I, I said, I said, I, of all the kids who were there, you were the one upset. Even though you didn't do most of it, you upset me the most. And he got, he started crying. He knew like what happened was not cool. But the problem is, so I got him. And then there was another kid who wasn't doing anything but was there. And I said, yo, I'll call him Rich. Yo, Rich, uh, what happened yesterday wasn't cool. And he goes, right, no, 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 I, I didn't do anything. I was just there. I'm like, no, 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 that's the problem. You were there. You should have stopped. You didn't do you know? anything. Right. You know, isn't that what all we're talking about nowadays, right? Is everyone saying about the, like, silence is a crime or whatever. Like, you should have stood up for those six-year-olds who are 12-year-olds are influencing. Um, so I, I said, look, dude, you didn't do anything, but the fact that you didn't do anything was wrong. You got to stop that next time. And he was like, cool, but I still got to get the ringleader. I have it. He had a game. I wasn't going to distract from his game. I'm not trying to make a scene of this. I'm just trying to protect you should, my kids. You should storm the field and just yoke I him. I about charging mound <laughs> with pitching. But like, how do you charge the mound as a fan? You know what I mean? <laughs> Love. That would just drop your shoulder and go. Yeah. That would be, that would make YouTube. That would go viral. But like Steve, you you probably aren't there yet, right? Because Sammy's still kind of young. Yeah, like, I w- not there at all. And you know? uh, but at yeah. some point, someone's going to do something to Sammy. Like just that's the, especially because like like Sammy's a nice kid, right? Sammy's not a violent kid. No, so he's very point, nice. Someone's going to push him around, and like you have to prepare yourself for how you're going to handle that. Well, the, yeah, that's happened a little bit in the old neighborhood. There was a, a kid that he's actually you know that he became friends with. The kids got a little bit of an attitude and one day you know started making fun of him a little bit and but i did i i went right up to the kid and i said yo get my son's name out of your mouth don't you be doing that i did used you, that term did I you totally also say number five will always love you oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the weird thing is though steve's we, a beast yeah <laughs> So, uh, but but we also know the parents, and the parents actually said to us, you know, they know their kid acted up a little bit. They said, look, if he acts up, don't don't even hesitate. Just yell at him or tell us, sir. You know. And they well, were see, outside at the time. Piss the mayor off, so right there you go. Well, that's the thing with Dom. Like, like I don't like. I'm not comfortable with Dom staying outside by himself yet because. Like Dom's a handful and Dom is an angry kid. Like Dom is the ultimate Jack on high. When he's in a good mood, dude, that kid is smiling, loving life. Yeah. Same way, bro. Way. So like I am, I am uncomfortable because I don't want to put another parent in that situation where Dom's acting crazy and they're like, well, do I correct this kid or do I just not let my kids play anymore? You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I'm aware of like my kid's strengths and weaknesses. And a lot, I think a lot of parents are only aware of their kid's strengths, not their weaknesses. You mm-hmm. know? I, mean, I just don't want to accept their kids' weaknesses. Sure, sure. It's exactly. okay, bro. Every, you know what Not I mean? My Everybody, kid. myself, I'm 34. I still come flawed. That's just the nature of the beast, you know? You just got to be aware of it and how to work with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's different for me because I only have one, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, that's just I'm really in tune with him. And you, you are right. He's a nice kid. Yeah. We're really, we really raised a nice kid. Yeah. And in the back of my mind... I am, you know, keenly aware of that because that's a kid that could get taken advantage of. Right, Sammy. A, so as, your Sammy is a lot like my Michael personality, yeah. I think. Um, and Michael has dealt with that in school all the time. And I, I I've had to G check couple kids. I whatever. Like I went to the school. I asked the school to handle it, and they didn't handle it. So like I tried the proper avenue, right? 
and it didn't mm-hmm. work. So then I handled it, and it is what it is after that. And the you know I right. would say that the next time a school handles it properly will be the first time. You ain't got name, time, name me yeah name me one time when a school has handled this properly. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't do well, it when I was a kid. They're not doing it now. They well, had no now, idea. Now they're so big on like the hugging life, right? Like it's so like they're so heavy on positive reinforcement. They're afraid to like talk about negative things because they only want to talk about positive. There was like complaints at our old school that like the bad kids were actually getting more rewards than the good kids because they were trying to reward the bad kids. But then the good kids were like, what the heck? Like I'm the good kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. You learn you learn that lesson early on in life. Here's <laughs> the good news. <laughs> I'll never worry about anyone. Uh, of age messing with Dom. I'll never worry about Dom not getting enough of the good rewards for bad behavior. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dom's the one running Fight Club, is what He's you're saying. Spit, that kid is a spitfire. You know? so, so it's safe to say that you know before we started the podcast, you told us you needed an extra five minutes because you had an angry child to deal with? Was uh, it, was not, it was not. It was not Dom. Dom oh, was, well, okay. Yeah. Just, you know. We're we're trying to teach responsibility in our house, and sometimes that's a struggle. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. So yeah. Basic stuff. Actually, gotcha. Kids want phones now, and I'm like, you can't even like know where your water bottle is, and you want uh, <laughs> you want a five hundred dollar phone that like cost me forty bucks a month. So let's yeah. talk about that. Right. What 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 is the age for phones nowadays? I I'm not even caught up. You're asking. I'm old school on that thing. Uh, Pittman, you're probably. You, how many of your kids have phones? Two. Uh, Technically one right now. Okay. I pay for two phone lines for my children. One is yeah. currently in service. One is frozen. Ah, okay. So in theory, in theory, two of your In kids theory, the that. elder two have phones. I bet I can guess which one is currently frozen. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> but so what be- age, what's the cutoff age? Like 13? Well, so Nina will be 15 in September and Patience is about to be 13. For us, it was mobility with them being involved in school activities, extracurriculars, such and such, like to be able to locate them at this point and communicate, obviously. Like we have another app, like we can locate their phone, blah, blah, blah. So I can ping them on the map. I don't necessarily have to reach out. I can check to see if, you know what I mean? Something like that, yeah. It's something yeah. somewhere. Mm. So it's nice. It's it's a good tool, you know what I mean. And obviously, communication is key because kids are way more mobile and way less knowledgeable in today's world. So you got to be able to reach out and get a hold of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we so had. That, I was gonna say, what was that like a couple years ago? Patients got hers. What like eleven? Uh, 12, 10? Yeah, probably right around ten. Yeah, she's okay. twelve now. Right around ten. Do you find that having more kids kind of makes it necess- more necessary? Because, you know, like you said, it's a communication thing. If they're doing two different things, you probably need to get to them quickly. And like, if you only uh, had one. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah. Earlier, it wasn't where we came from in Jersey. It wasn't a, a, as much of a necessity because it was such a small town. Didn't really, it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here, it's it's definitely more beneficial for them each to have one because they're in separate areas they're in different school area like completely different regions of schools and such like that so mm-hmm. yeah we definitely got to be able to get a hold of them like on an individual basis all right 
So Michael has this thing called a relay. Um, Michael is about to be 12 th- tomorrow, right? Is today the 15th? Maybe the 14th. He'll be 12 on Thursday. Um, so if you're listening to this, bud, on birthday, on Thursday, happy birthday. HBD. Um, <laughs> but he's got this thing called a relay. Um, and for a while, it worked perfectly for us because 95% of the time, either Nicole or I or like friends that we're very trusting and close with and can reach are with him. And it's like, it's basically like the old Nextel walkie talkie thing, but it's just that it's cheap. It's 10 bucks a month. The device was 25 bucks. And like, I can ping him when I need him. And to, to Pittman's point, it's got a tracker so I can see if he's at school or wherever he's at. But since we've moved, he has uh, become much more mobile, much more quickly. He's riding the bike all over the neighborhood now. So like, what we started this month was him working towards having a phone, getting a phone. But He's thinking about getting them chipped at this point, yeah, because the kids just lost a hydro flask tonight. So, like, <laughs> you know, like we we set out like some parameters and like he needs to show us he's got the responsibility for a phone. Um, and he's lost like four things in the first two weeks of it. So we're not right. quite on the pit. But the problem is. Like in my mind now, I'm like, well, he kind of needs the phone, but I need him to learn that responsibility. So I'm trying to de- juggle. So you that. also you gotta like we've gone a couple times and I've gotten like the cheapest like, give me this thirty dollar flip phone or I'll go to Walmart and buy a fifty dollar burner phone and put the SIM card in it. Like so, Verizon is offering the iPhone SE for free right now. Oh, no, I'm sorry, five bucks a month, five bucks a month for the iPhone SE. So. Like that's what I'm gonna do, but now it's gonna add like forty bucks to my bill. That's like, oh god, like, that's the part where I'm like, Jesus Christ, forty bucks, like, for me to know where this kid's at and call. Dude, my phone bill, my phone bill a month is over three. Oh Jeez. my god, mine. This will put me at two eighty, so I'm right there. Well, I, I, I have, I'm at, I have I'm at, four wait. phones and two or three tablets on my account. Jesus, I see. Yeah, Verizon. What's that? You might as well buy stock in whatever phone company. No, I have AT and T. Buy stock in AT and T. I know it. I know. It. Uh, so I'm it, the I'm the one on T-Mobile. Two phones and a tablet. One sixty-seven. So I got yeah. Mine's two eighty. But we're talking me, my wife, my my mother-in-law, my niece. That's what four four phones unlimited. Two eighty. My niece is using like fifty-five gigs of data. I'm like, what the hell are you watching? Dude, Get on the Wi-Fi. Oh, she's Yo, on the- speaking of data, I'll just piggyback that real quick. So we got like at my job, there's all kinds of different positions. They got what's called driver's helpers. These are guys who basically they'll hop in trucks, ride to the jobs with, with the driver and pretty much just like it sounds. They unload the truck, cabinets, trim, whatever. Sure. So they get like iPads with all kinds of stuff while they take them home. Well, apparently they called this guy in. This guy was there's now there's a lot of areas where I'm at that are like country to a point where there's not even internet. You can't you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's not like hills have eyes, but like don't make a wrong turn. So this guy lives in like a, a no he took the tablet with him and apparently was hot spotting it for his whole family at his house and ran up like a ten thousand dollar hotspot bill. Oh my ha! god! They finally like tracked it back to him individually and like brought him in and canned him for it. I was oh. like, Holy <laughs> shit, dude! 
Like in one month, 10K? I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know if they just like it was going on for a period and they called it and, and Trey. I don't know how they did it, but. Jeez Louise. It just, it, yeah. did, it just never either didn't occur to him that, you know, someone's paying for this and is going to see the bill eventually or, you know, he didn't care. So a lot of my family all works with the roofing company my dad works at. Um, and my, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, Chris, who is a listener of the show, um, he was watching Netflix and driving, right? Like just steady. I think he used 120 gigs in one month. They're like, dude, you got to get that under control. (laughs) Oh, how do we feel about people who like drive and do stuff? I mean, I drive and play Pokemon Go. That's different. That's that's the subcategory. I'm talking about people who like drive and shave their beard. People who drive and read a book. People who are like. Driving, putting mascara on, or like, I, I, bro, I don't feel like I, I could do that. I struggle with driving and eating, like, that's a struggle for me. Like, I've never, I've never struggled with that. Putting something on my like face, <laughs> I don't that's know. different. That to me is different. Like, I, you know, God, I, when I was, you know, I'm always getting a sandwich on the way to work, you know, breakfast sandwich and a coffee, and I'm down in that while I'm driving. Not anymore. So probably... now, you, now you get like an egg white. Uh, you know what? I've, I've gone up to, uh, uh, breakfast burritos. Okay. Small ones, but McDonald's breakfast sausage breakfast burrito, man, seems to sit well with me. Just saying. No gas. <laughs> well, you know, a little later on. Thank God I don't have to actually go to work. I would just be killing people left and right. Nice. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I'm guilty of the driving and eating all the time. But and I- Probably I feel like a lot of people can do that just fine. Right. Yeah, I've I've snuck in texts while driving. I I, I my brain does kind of go off, and, and I'm bad rebel, at that. Steve. I am. I am. You're an outlaw. I may need to be stopped. Did you ever like a One face text at a time? <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean to get back to your examples, like some of that stuff is next level. Yeah. Like, uh, well, that, like I legitimately. I've seen people like, yeah, sh- dude, shaving the, like actual like the electric shaver, shaving their beards yeah. and shit. Where's the hair down go? Where's the hair go? <laughs> Where's the hair go? That's what she said. Uh, you know, I don't care if it doesn't quite fit. I'm putting it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the shape? <laughs> Speaking of, how about those Wayfair cabinets? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. So did you like it's... read the whole theory? The whole theory. I've I have dabbled in the theory. I can't say I've sat down and read a whole lot, but I've got the gist of the theory. Like, so if we believe the theory, like Donald Trump is the greatest human being ever. Well, okay, I haven't gone that far. Yeah, <laughs> but... you need to get into this. Uh, so the, I, I know what the, the theory is. The people who pay like $10,000 are really paying for t- trafficking. Right, because they're finding overly priced cabinets with the names of adopted children, right? <laughs> and so what, what the, this all, for those of you, let me, let's backtrack for a minute for the people who maybe have no clue of what's going on. Is there's, there's now an internet theory that has garnered so much attention that the company Wayfair 
had to actually issue statements. And they're, they have a whole PR strategy now because they're getting so many complaints because of this. But, they're getting crushed, dude. Right. Oh, man. Because what, what's happening is people started finding overpriced cabinets. Like, I'm talking $12,000 for what looks like a $30 Ikea cabinet. Mm -hmm. And these cabinets have the names of abducted children. So they started connecting dots. And I'm doing the, the, the people came with this disservice. And I'm, I'm bringing a broad level explanation of it. But they're basically saying that Wayfarer was low key, and maybe they weren't implicit because I think Wayfarer is is like you sell through Wayfair, so Wayfair yeah. might be the ones doing the sex trafficking. People are using Wayfair to sex trafficking. So if you really read the theory, it's it's intense, man. They're basically saying that Epstein was a domino to fall from this, and like everything that's going on in the world right now is basically a cover up because Trump is low key going hardcore against the sex trafficking. Uh, <coughs> It's like really intense. And do I believe any of it? No. But if you, if you do, if someday we found out this was true, like the whole world owes Donald Trump an apology. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to say it all. But there, if, if you do look at some of this stuff, there's some real tangible validity to some of it, too. It's hard to shake some of it off. Well, that's why it's to the point now where Wayfair, like they have a whole PR strategy. So there's the, you can search all this is all on the internet now. Oh. because I think the Wayfair employees are concerned that it's real. Well, so the, I mean, Wayfair has, up. yeah, this has gotten so big that Wayfair has to have a strategy. They have no choice now. Yeah. Their sales are already they, dropping. Their sales they have, they have, and this is, you know, the work that I do is kind of involved with this because I, I work for a big corporation and I write communications for them and I kind of get plugged in, you know, when, when, when there's a story out there about your company and you have to respond to it, whether you like it or not, you have to come up with something. Yeah. I like, mean, you can't just ignore it and let it be. Perception is reality, right? Exactly. Right. In this day and age, perception is 100% reality. You have yeah. to control your narrative. And it couldn't come at a worse time with everything that's going on. They just oh, got that well, chick and this and that. And oh yeah, that and you know everyone's just sitting around in a pandemic looking for stuff. It's, well, it's, and an election year. I mean, people got their stimulus checks. They're looking for ten thousand dollar cabinets. It just so happens <laughs> they're on Wayfair. <laughs> it's like hey, this. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted a ten thousand dollar cabinet. I got my Trump bucks. Dude, think about that ten thousand dollar cabinet. So is the part, I mean, like, I, I just haven't gone in and searched this, you know, and, and probably a lot of this stuff has been removed. Is the part about these things actually being on Wayfair true? Yes. Or I'll, show, I'll send the screenshots. There will be, there will be posts on the Facebook page for sure. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, if anything here that we're thinking that a company out there is using Wayfair to send code to people to send other stuff, other nefarious things to them besides a cabinet. Yeah, I guess there's some way for them to search. I don't know. I, I don't know that. I didn't like examine the post enough to be like, oh, that's the common theme among these things. Right. Well, some said. of the things that I had read uh, about that initially were saying that there were certain key points that were being put in that would bring up these cabinets and shit, like certain lettering in, in some of the things that were being searched, like a SRC code or this or that. Like there were oh, certain I did see things. that. I did see that. Yeah. Right. There were certain things that would be put in that were like trigger points to bring up these sections of cabinets and shit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, again, 
I'm a skeptic. It's far-fetched. I'm a skeptic. So everything in my mind tells me it's not true. I, but when you read it, it's like... It's hard to shake it, dude. Listen, listen. It's I... Like, the skeptic in me and and the logic in me are fighting. They're fighting each other right now. Well, I, I'll say right now, like, like y'all know this. We've had our discussions. It's like when it comes to some of these conspiracy theories, I'm the first one to be a skeptic. And I came into this one as a skeptic. But the way you just explained it actually made me go, well, uh, maybe some, maybe someone tried it. I, Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, it's a deep rabbit hole, but it's worth well, exploring look, a little bit, especially but, in a yeah. world like today. Well, it's a, it's like somebody out there thought and... with with a system like Wayfair where outside people can access it, could someone have tried it? I I don't know. My problem with the conspiracy theory is that everyone jumps in and thinks every little thing is now tied to it. That's how it gets blown up because everyone goes, oh, look at this. This is connected to this five different ways. That proves that Pizzagate is real or something like that because that's what happens. Don't you but... drag pizza down with this. <laughs> Oh, Let's man. settle but, this real quick. Pineapples okay. on pizza, yes or no? Fuck no. Fuck no. That's just that's un-American. That's where I that's where I become hardcore conservative, like Tucker Carlson shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean everything about it's weird. I don't even like warm pineapple. Like when you have like Easter ham with warm pineapple, I'd rather have Dude, cold you ever pineapple. have you ever grilled pineapple? I have not. Oh, I oh, have. Bro. Grilled pineapple no, is phenomenal. I'm not anti-pineapple, but pineapple yeah, needs like to know. Yeah, pineapple needs to know its role. Yeah, in the middle of a pina colada. Right, stay in your uh, lane, pineapple. Why? Right, don't uh, tell me you're pro. Uh, don't tell me you're pro. I am pro. I do like the ham and pineapple pizza. I'm not gonna lie to you. Maybe I've just never had lie. it. Maybe I've just never had it. Maybe I treat yourself. He went from hardcore. I'm against it to. Maybe I just never had it in a matter well, of 15 seconds. First of all, the, the, the hitman just intimidates me to no end, especially with the new beer. <laughs> you, would have never, you, you would have never survived D-Day. You would have never no. survived. No. Oh, 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 hell no. I'd have been like in the back Hold of the boat. Line. Where'd Steve go? I'd be, I, I'm in the back of the boat going, fuck He's that noise. Yeah. I'd be like, white flag, take me. Yeah. I'll Are tell you, you everything. Are you French. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> uh, I I I yeah, I, I don't see it. I it's it's hard for me to fathom the pineapple on pizza. If I ever tried it, I don't know what I would think. I mean, I'm generally a pretty simple pizza guy, you know. Like toppings I go to are mushroom, steak meat. Uh we've been getting eggplant pizza recently. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I, have, I don't do much more than that. I will get, I'll, I'll, I'll get creative, like the buffalo chicken pizza or something like that. I'll go into like a white pizza with some uh, veggies on it, you know. I, I've had I, some really bad buffalo chicken pizzas, and it just turned me off from it. Sometimes, yeah. Dude, there's some, one yeah. place that makes a good buffalo chicken. I've tried them a few other ones, and you're right. It's like it's like Chinese food, dude. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. their spot for yeah. Chinese food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think the buffalo chicken... For some reason, that style of pizza ha uh, can get chewy more easily than other styles. Chewbacca? Like, chew sure. <laughs> I oh. had no, dude, I did no clue you could do that. That 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 that, that actually like unsettled. Oh, me. I'm gonna write back. You guys keep talking. Okay. Or just keep the just keep talking as Chewbacca, yo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, we all got secrets, right? <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs> that was a big one. So yeah, we're on. So we're on the pizza thing now. Keep going with this. I'm actually mildly surprised you went pineapple though. Mildly I, I like pineapple. I mean, well, liking it in general is one thing, but on the pizza, like, what does it do? What? Does it, how does it meld together? Yo, it's I not see bad. The, so we yeah. we got a special guest in the room. Uh, we got my youngest son Dominic. Oh uh, yeah. Who also does a Chewbacca impersonation? Oh. Pittman. Pittman does Chewbacca. So right now we're gonna do Chewbacca. Talking to Chewbacca. You ready? Yes. Go right. for it. <laughs> <laughs> <Do> it again. <laughs> He's running away. <laughs> <laughs> He's been asking for weeks to go on the podcast, and I was like, perfect opportunity. <laughs> Dog. That I that was epic, man. I Just feel like I, we had a we, we had like a WrestleMania moment there. Name me another podcast where you can get Chewbacca talking to you, Chewbacca. Well, sure as hell ain't Joe Rogan. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. that. This is, this is a high level conversation. <laughs> All right. We've not even got to drug use on podcasts yet, and we got Chewbacca versus Chewbacca. We're doing <laughs> all right. Hey, so, so I kind of got drugged the other day and didn't know it. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, okay. Give me this one. Yeah, I didn't tell you about these guys, but you just made me think of it. So, um, baseball game finished up that night. You know, the the it's like one group of coaches sets the field up, the other group of coaches rakes it at the end, right? So we were charged with raking the field at the end. And usually, like one of the coach will bring a couple beers, and everybody drinks a beer while we do it, right? So, um, the brand was Sweetwater. You ever hear of it? I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. So I didn't think nothing of it. I grab one, I start drinking it, and then one of the other coaches goes, "Oh, is that that pot beer?" Oh, and then I noticed it says 420 on the can. Hey, apparently it's like, I don't know if it's THC infused or what the hell it is, but I'm like, dude, you just give me like pop beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, oh, nice. Now I got to Google it. Hold on. Yeah. Like sweet water, I think is what it was called. But yeah. How was, was it like, though? Be honest. You, you, first of all. So I've full disclosure. I've never smoked in my life. Uh, other than a couple cigars, no cigarettes, no pot, nothing. But I've been around a hundred people who have, right? So I know that. I know that's yeah, right. <laughs> I know that smell uh, distinctly, extremely well. Of course. Uh, and I, I could taste like once the person, like I'm like, this has a weird taste, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And once someone pointed the 420, I was like, ah, oh, that's that distinct taste I'm getting right now. So it, it had a distinct um right. good. You got it, Steve? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to uh, deflate this right now. Was this Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale? Though though he had three different kinds there. Okay. Because I found Sweetwater 420 and Extra Pale Ale, one of the longest continuously produced pale ales on the East Coast. Uh, 420 G13 strain IPA was introduced last year as a hazy, dank IPA. Despite the label and marketing, the beer contains no hemp, hemp hearts or hemp product. What about the, the IPAs? Because I think I think he had IPAs. That was a str- it was an IPA. But that's uh, a, you said pale ale, right? IPA. Uh, well, extra pale. But then it says the the 420 G13 strain IPA was introduced last year, and that contains no hemp. Yeah, so I think how they get the pot smell in it? Uh, well, the flavor and aroma are 100 from the hops. 
Is it was it a very maybe it was a hoppy smell that you were mistaking for it? I mean, I've always been someone who's had hops, so I, I know my hops. Bunnies. <laughs> you trying to get well, Yams one? Look, unless 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 this guy is like you know uh, sneaking out some some certain beers with like different labels on it, this stuff I, looks like it's this looks like it's pretty easily available. I, I didn't get into nitty gritty. I was like, whatever. Like I was just trying not to ask questions at that point. He yeah. was already stoned at that point, Steve. Yeah. Oh, break. you know, it comes on quickly. Is he, were you eating some uh, Doritos afterwards? The he gave me cups? brownies, too. They, they tasted weird, but they were good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they better yeah. than your sister-in-law's? <laughs> uh, listen, I have been instructed. <laughs> I have been instructed by Nicole to no longer have these conversations. <laughs> oh, my God. You've created family drama. That's no, 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 no. You know why? Because thankfully, she is one of the sweetest women on the planet, my sister-in-law. But remember how last time I talked about the brownie? What was it? The the Rice Krispie treats? Yeah. She didn't even bring them. Someone else did. Oh, <laughs> you you influenced who made the Rice Krispie treats? Nicole said, "Just stop talking about it. You never can get it right." Uh, well, let's see. Next time we're off pod, let's talk about what foods you don't like at family gatherings. We can we can start <laughs> making things happen for you guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll totally change the whole dynamic of every single gathering. Uh I, I sent you guys like our family a, a shot from our family text this week. Uh, we're pretty hardcore. It would take a lot to actually cause a rift through most of us. You know, Ch- challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> So let's go on to, uh, do you want to talk about the NBA bubble a little bit? Some of the stories coming out of that world. Dude, the bubble is electric. Yeah. What the, so it. every, you know, every sport is finding a way to come back, but I think the NBA is going to find a way to screw this up. No. Nah. You don't think so? Find a way for the Sixers to win the NBA championship. <laughs> let's just hope Ben can get the ball better in the bucket than he can get the fish back in the lake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude's terrible, bro. Dude, they moved to the power forward. Did you see that? I did. What's this? What's this? They moved why? Ben to power forward. Ben Simmons. Oh, okay. I yeah, haven't shake caught... Milton starting. Oh, Who's I. Right? Oh, that's right. What four is going to cover Ben? Oof. Good question. And now we can actually run since we get that bum Horford off the floor. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. You know what's funny? Like, so the NBA came back this week. And like within like two days of practice starting, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I hate Brett Brown and Al Horford. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that hard. It all just comes flooding back. So we all Low saw the Go I heard they're gonna sign Tony Roten for some point guard leadership. <laughs> Tell me Tony Roten didn't have the flyer sneakers in the NBA. <laughs> right, those were the days, bro. Dude, oh my uh, god, Tony had a fresh pair of kicks every game. That was the real process. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dude, Tony Roten's a legend. Did you see Rashawn Holmes? Yes, that's yeah. where I was going. It's like, right, take it there, take it there. Go ahead. So, I mean, yeah, this is the, how they're going to screw it up. They're all getting sick of the food, so they're you know risking everything for Taco hold Bell. Up, hold up, Shit. but you you jumped the shark there. Okay. How? First, he tweets about how good it was. Everyone's complaining about the food. I think the food's great. It's been a great experience. Right? Right? 
Uh, yep. So he tweets that, and then Pittman, what happens next? And then he gets food and steps outside the bubble to get the said food. So yeah. he gets a delivery, and because he got a delivery, he's now quarantined for 14 days. So the dude was trying to high horse and be like, the food's great. Low oh, okay. deliveries. And now because he came in contact with somebody outside the bubble, he's got a quarantine for 14. Now it's like, pretty good. I just don't understand, like, obviously these guys, you know, he could number one, they could have had a runner. Number two, he could have bought an RC car with a bin, drove it back. There's You could have got creative as fuck in a situation like this. There's You're ways to NBA bend the system. Player. Just tell your team you need better food. Dude. I mean, did you see uh, Josh Richardson give His the crib? MTV cribs? Yeah. Crib? Yeah. That was pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, first of all, Holmes is who, the Kings? Yeah, yeah. So I don't even it's know why. Kings, no, sons, isn't it? Sons? Nah, I don't. Regardless, he's on a team that I don't even know why they're in the bubble because they ain't going right. to playoffs. So just like embrace the the, the week you're going to be in that bubble before your team's eliminated from contention. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, have you been to Disney? Yeah. Oh yeah, the food's good. It <laughs> might not be. It might not be NBA player what they're looking for, but everything I had. I enjoyed. Was the best food I had? No, I've had better. It's still an amusement park, but for amusement parks, it's very good food. It, uh, yeah, it depends. It really depends on where you get it from. Though. Well, you saw where they're staying. They That's ain't staying at all our sports. I mean, what I, I've also seen some of the meals they're getting, and it's basically an airline plate. Well, because it has to be pre-packaged because all the crazy yeah. rules, right? Right. So I don't think that they're not getting the best of Disney right now. They're getting well, they're staying at Grand, Grand Floridian in those spots. They're getting the A Resort food. They ain't getting All Star Sports or whatever. Mm. Well, no, that's true. But I mean, but they're but they're getting the pre-packaged stuff. They're not getting the best stuff they can yeah. make. Are right? I mean, you're eating breakfast burritos from McDonald's? Yeah, they're what eating breakfast, Steve. And they would love we that. all Come live on. in our respective bubbles, Steve. That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make. How what the hell? What the hell? Food. First of all, what the hell is wrong with a breakfast burrito from McDonald's? Have you ever had one? No, because I have self-respect. Oh, we, Steve, Mr. Pineapple of Pizza is giving me. Come we on. haven't forgotten about the bad egg. We haven't forgotten <laughs> about the bad egg. Or that podcast two or three. Oh yeah. my god. Bad egg. <laughs> back when Murph, back when Murph still listened to us. Yeah, but when Bob Murph, oh please, we scared him. So away. hey, what do you get in the burrito? Is it real or fake? Uh you get it's good enough. It's scrambled. It's not good enough it's, means yeah. fake. Ah, Set the bar not... too low for yourself, Steve. You're better than that. <laughs> is he, is he... Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Look at yeah. Rashawn Holmes. He was willing to go the extra mile to feed so, himself. So hold on, it was so. Did I? Maybe I didn't get this part of the story. What did Rashawn Holmes get? I didn't see that quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know that, but fourteen what, days. What, what, what was he willing to risk it all for? Was it that girl? You saw that girl? Oh yeah, the one who got invited in a bubble like yeah. already in a week. Yeah. And come on, that's how they're going to screw it up because you know between wanting to go out for takeout. And then wanting to go out for takeout, uh, they're going to just bring all this shit to the bubble. The NBA missed a golden opportunity to do a combined NBA playoffs and reality TV show. Oh, they could have quarantined a bunch of groupies and then like 
on the off days had like a courting thing that they recorded where like these groupies were like going after the players and stuff like that. Like, oh, dude, God. tell me you want to watch that. There would be some careers derailed in that series. <laughs> <laughs> made, like, the VH1 reality shows back in the day look like Caillou. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, Oh, it would have been electric. I would have watched. See, that's I, the thing, though. I would have paid like, to watch those that. were like the golden days of, of all that. It was like the beginning stages. The parameters hadn't been set yet. People were still wide open. It was still non-PC. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dude, I love New York was must-see TV in our house. Oh, off the hook. You know? And, and the flavor of love and Tila. Nicole and I – that's probably the last shows that Nicole and I watched together – was like, all right, it's Thursday night. Let's get ready for some VH1. The only one I didn't get into was the Brett Michaels was kind of weird. I didn't get into him as much. The what was that? Rock of Love. I didn't get yeah, into him. The, the, yeah, not not great. But, but uh, and I didn't love Jersey Shore. Like, I think I watched the first season of Jersey Shore, but then I was like, hmm. all right, like whatever. I did you know, ultimately I didn't care about the people. I cared about Flavor Flav. I mean, come on! You cared about those guys. Yeah, one yeah. Halloween, Nicole and I were uh, flavor, flavor, and delicious. Beautiful. And she had like she even had like the, the like the, the beauty marks or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But yeah, I, I totally I for that now. To, totally, totally missed the. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you're right. So the NBA totally missed the boat on that. Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I would have paid. I would have paid to have watched that. But, you know, something's going to get out on Twitter. You know it. Well, it's all right. That girl, if you believe her, she said she'd been invited. You think she's the only one that got invited? Oh, I don't know. God, no. But Who's Carter could... knows, bro? Everybody needs a fall guy. <laughs> Which player is the first one who's going to get uh, outed for having a girl in the bubble? J.R. Smith. That's a good guess. <laughs> That's a good guess. Um, yeah. Oh, that's tough. LeVar Ball. <laughs> Never lost. Never lost. Undefeated in the bubble. I I can't top either one. I can't. I know, I know it won't be Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> or James Harden. Yeah, I mean, Harden has it too, right? They haven't said it. Mm-hmm. You think they got it no, on they purpose? Said, they posted something earlier. They said he tested positive. You think they got it on purpose? If they're scared, they're scared, bro. I don't blame them. No, no, no. Like so, like Clemson, like thirty last checked, like a week ago, thirty-seven players have had COVID already. People are theorizing Clemson's like getting their players to get it, so they just get away before the season starts, and then they won't miss games during the season. Well, people are wondering like if the Rockets do the same thing now. Let's get it out of the way and develop the antibodies. They won't get it again. There have been rare cases of people catching it twice. I heard. Um, I'm not going to go down that road. Um, but there's they they've acknowledged that there was some maybe the positive that the negative tests were never were not accurate. But right, yeah, like they got it very quickly again after getting it. So they're like, well, maybe they were inaccurate negative tests. Maybe they never got rid of it the first time. But right, sure, you know who knows. But I yeah. just think if if you know you're going to get better from it, it's kind of worth it. Like I'm waiting for the day where they say Tom Brady had it. Right, he's going to get out of the way. And then try to win with with Tampa. Tom Brady they, seems like the type who, would, and Bill Belichick seems like the type who would tell his team go out and get it. Yeah, as I said, <laughs> we already have this doctor in place. We have everything in place. You'll be fine. You know. I uh-huh. bet you Tom Brady would pay ten thousand for a cabinet. 
So like I got jokes. And I'm like I'm not sure. I'm yeah, a- this, so this is this is this is the uncomfortable portion of the podcast right he here. He doesn't need to. He has his son. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the views expressed by Mr. Hoke are not necessarily reflective of mine. <laughs> Can you ride with me on that? I'm just going to here, uh, brother. We're going to whack it to the wheels fall off. There's two things I hope I live long enough for, bro. Find out that 9-11 was an inside job, and so people realize Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, I mean, I, does anyone believe Epstein killed himself, honestly? No, that one, I'm, I'm on board on that. He did not kill himself. No way. Yeah. And, you know, and just, you know just Lane that? will not have killed herself. You know who else knows that Epstein didn't kill himself? JFK? Bill Clinton. Oh. Allegedly. (laughs) Look, it's always been a couple of uh, conspiracy theories I could always get behind, and one of them was always JFK, man. I don't know. Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone. I'm saying. He was a patsy. Big time patsy. I think he was. Give us your theory. I think the CIA. I think that was definitely a government inside job. Because they didn't like what he was doing with, like, uh, the, the, I, the, yeah, didn't like what he was doing with things like Cuba and uh, Vietnam in general. He wanted to get out of Vietnam. They kind of wanted to stick there for a while. Or it's possible I saw the Oliver Stone movie one too many times, but I heard Billy Joel had something to do with it. He wrote he about it in that song. He didn't start the fire. JFK blown away. Hey, what else do I have to say? <laughs> Bravo. (laughs) Oh, man. So how about uh, the uh, speaking of COVID-related fuckery, if you will, the the coin shortage continues. Yeah. And if if you want some trash for your coins. Yeah. Trash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wawa's giving you trash for your coins right now. (laughs) Oh, damn. So the story, ladies and gentlemen, is the coin shortage has hit our local uh, convenience store, Wawa, so hard that they are asking people to bring in rolled coin. Roll the coins yourself. They'll exchange it for full amount. No, they won't take any, uh, you know, they won't take any 8% or that. And they will give you, on top of it all, free coffee. And if you bring in enough, free hoagies. So my question would be, how much change have you taken in already? Uh, I'm working on it. I got about 60 bucks, man. I'm going to get a dozen. It doesn't have to be rolled either, by the way. It can be loose if it's separated by denomination. Christian or Buddhist or Uh, whatever. (laughs) I was going to ask you to roll my coins for me. Too tight. They wouldn't be able to get them out. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, yeah, I could like to say it because, you know, I get Here's the thing. I, you know, I can't eat all the hoagies. So if I get some of the roll the coins for me, if I fund the the coins, I'll just split the hoagies with them. We'll be good. Are you the money guy? I'm the money man in this case. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Steve closed on his house. Yes. <laughs> How much is it? Hundred thousand. And I'll take that in quarters, please. <laughs> That's it. Come on. <laughs> That used to be a good hustle, though. A little side. I used to do that as a side hustle. When I would get paychecks, I would I would like get quarters 
ask for quarters back, separate the 64 and before silver. Oh, my God. So that, you, separate that was... you separate the silver quarters and then exchange that. And it's worth more than a quarter? Yeah. What do you, okay. well, like, well, we had the silver quarters. So 1964 so... and before. Oh, okay. Contain about 90% silver or whatever it is. So how much? What was the markup on that? So now today, like that quarter might be like three bucks. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's worth the effort. Yeah, for but, sure. But you know, how many of them are staying in circulation now? They're probably no, I don't know. It depends on how many assholes got the same idea I do. <laughs> so what would you? What were you pulling in on that? It depends. I mean, you got to stay at it. You know what I mean? It's like people scrapping. Like you. You're going to get a couple truckloads before you're seeing some... Co- you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, the scrapping. Jeez. Uh, but, like, low-key, I've kind of, like, <clears throat> set the parameters at my house that nobody's allowed to spend change. We're hoarding it for the uh, apocalypse. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. So, what are you, what are you putting it in? Uh, like, one of them That's big old... That's your pretzels? business, Steve. We <laughs> all got secrets. <laughs> you way too many questions, you narc. Oh, that's it. Oh, shit, you got me. <laughs> Wait, are you really hoarding your coins? Are you are you legit hoarding your coins? I am. Well, and I'm not even being like a smart ass. Like, like what what's the what's the end game in that? Shorties. Have you ever, have you ever seen Book of Eli? Nah. <laughs> okay, well, when it happens, you'll know. <laughs> Like, I'll have coins and you won't. No, nah, you know what it is. I don't know. He's, he's I think I for, think I go think for a hokey tray. You know it. Hokey tray. No, I just down. kill people for that. We don't. We don't. Yeah, no coins necessary. Let's see how far this goes. Yeah, exactly. No, to be honest with you, I don't know. I just think it's. I think that they're going to try. Obviously, the subtle efforts have already been taken to remove coinage. Yeah, and it's been talked about for years anyway, even before this has been happening. Mm-hmm. Trying to rework the money scheme or whatever, you know, get rid of because coinage is, is a lesser thing it. today. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and I get it. But like thinking about that digital push that we had talked about or whatever, mm-hmm. and and who knows how far off that is. But think about what else goes with that: birthday cards and this yeah. and that. There's a lot attached to it. You know what I mean? That I don't yeah. think people. Not that I'm gonna. <clears throat> Give a kid a here's happy fifth birthday. Here's twenty dollars and quarters, but like you, you know, here's a, roll of, here's a roll of pennies, pow! Right, right. <laughs> Don't talk about Fight Club, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, but it's like with prices going up, what are you going to get for the the, the coins? Though, like, how are you going to how are you going to maximize that potential? Once or is that is that well, are you that's day like, two, I guess. Are you thinking know. when they end coins, they're going to give you a higher value to return those coins in? Is that what you're thinking? Well, I'm sure. I mean, naturally, we're all collectors. Yeah. Coins okay. will be sought after more so, too, if it's pulled. Okay. There's always there's different currencies that are always looked like star notes and this, that, the third. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but there is there is currency out there that is worth more than face value because of the collective bit that's associated with it yeah, yeah. Like I, my uncle used to give me like uh the 2008 coin set and it's like a special case you know so it's like mint condition stuff like that. Mints. yeah 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 yep. well yeah well i mean silver certificates from like the 1900s or the 1800s back then when they were backed by silver yeah those are going to carry more you know money collectors right. right and you know i could bring uh, india into this you know i don't know if you ever heard the story how they basically changed all their money 
and they told everyone they didn't do it very well, but they told everyone, look, y'all got to bring your money back and exchange it for new money because as of this day, your money's no damn good anymore. He basically demonetized the current currency and made everyone get fresh cash. So there was run on the banks. They went crazy. They didn't manage it very well at all. So now there is Indian currency out there that is worthless because they didn't make it back in time. And I have some of this because I took some of it out of the country after my first one, thinking I was going to go back there and use it. Right. Now on the it, rate, yeah. Yeah. It ain't worth shit now. I brought it back there just to see if I could do anything with it. And people were telling me, first of all, it's actually illegal for you to hold that. Why? They, it's, they made it illegal to hold that currency. Well, the, the first, the, the old currency was being black. Hey, Steve, you really are a rebel, Steve. Oh, look yeah. At I would look at it. The, the old currency is like on the black market was getting duped like crazy. I heard so Wayfair accepts it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, the, 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 you want conspiracy theories, man? I'm in the Indian black market here. Come on. Money, man. I got this. <laughs> We're going to find we, out. Steve's like a low-key like drug kingpin in India. Yeah, he's an arms dealer on the low. <laughs> I told you guys Burritos about and AKs. He I, told is you, I told you guys about my uh, experience and uh, actual experience in the India black market, didn't I? Uh, refresh my memory because I don't remember. Uh, my second trip over there, I had acquired a lot of currency, and they are weird with currency over there. But it, this was the old currency; it was still good. So. When I came over, I You're had just some like em- throwing it at people and shit, oh, slapping just them face with it, making it rain. Yeah. Baby. Oh yeah, Because one thing is, you know, if you go over there with American money, you get a hell of an exchange rate. You live like a king. I'm just saying, you live like a king. You get a, an amazing exchange. So here's the problem. What I found out is that I came over there with the cash. I could exchange it at the hotel desk and get Indian currency. But I had a whole bunch of Indian currency that I wanted to exchange back to American, and they wouldn't do it. So, what the, but here's what the hotel told me. They said, look, we can take you somewhere where the, we, they will do it for you. All right? So, I'm thinking this is legit. If the hotel is doing it, this is like a five-star hotel near sure. the airport. Nice place. So, I'm thinking, okay, they must have a direct line to a bank, and they'll take me there. All right. So, I set up a ride at 2 p.m. It was middle of the afternoon and said, okay, so this guy, you know, in the hotel van, goes to take me to the uh, place. And they had mentioned to me, yeah, it's by the airport. So I'm thinking I'm going to the airport to exchange my currency. So and like got this sack over your head and tell you it's just for the <laughs> ride. <laughs> Not quite, but here's where it gets good. So we're driving along. Now, I had gotten to know the area that I knew the way to the airport. And I started realizing I wasn't on the way to the airport. I was in the area of the airport, so I was thinking maybe this guy knows some back roads, so I hadn't quite lost my mind yet, but I knew we weren't on the direct route to the airport. So eventually he goes down this side street, stops in front of this unmarked building, and says, we're here. And I look around. It's not a bank. I don't see anything. I'm like, wait, we're here? He's like, yeah, this is it. This is where we exchange the money. I'm like, this isn't the airport the fuck where's the airport you're supposed to take me to the airport god damn this i don't even see a bank where the hell are we he's like so in that moment you go i have to make a decision do i lose my mind or not yeah (laughs) pretty much but do i say 
do I go with this or do I make us think about this? Like you said, this was, this is not on the up and up. Take me back to the hotel. I said, ah, let's go with this and see what happens. <laughs> so I go in the building. Now we get out. I'm holding, I'll tell you what the equivalent was. It was like 70,000 rupees. Okay. So this guy knows I have a good amount of cash on me. Uh, he goes up to this door. We go in the front door. Now, there's not even a door. It's just a doorway. And there's a guy sitting at a desk with a phone. And that's pretty much it. Guy, desk, phone, small room, door to a back that I don't even know what it is. One chair in front of the desk. Now, my driver stands at the door like he's standing guard. At that point, I know, well, at least he's protecting me. So I sit down in a chair, and this guy, first of all, straight out of central casting, he looks like he would be the money launderer in Miami Vice. I, I swear to God. Total polo shirt, everything, bushy hair, mustache, straight out of Scarface. So I'm sitting down across him. I said, okay, let's go with this. I have 70,000 rupees. I need American currency. He asked me to, to hand it over. I pull it out of my pocket, hand it to him. He counts it, gets a guy out of the back, hands it to him. He counts it. They look at each other and they nod. And he looks at me and he goes, 1100. And I did the math. It's like, that's actually not a terrible rate. Okay, I'll take it. He pulls out a cigar box, whips out 1100 bucks in American currency, hands it over. We look at each other and we nod. And I get back in the hotel van and we go back and that was it. What do they get out of that deal? Uh, well, I, I guess, the, well, they must get some kind of exchange rate. The exchange I'm rate sure was about, they put some kind of percentage on top of you. Yeah. They, and you know what? Here's the thing. If you're actually exchanging at the banks, they're taking more. Oh, for they're sure. Actually, they're taking a higher percentage. I knew going in what the exchange rate was. I knew I wasn't going to get full value back. But so I had a, an amount in mind and he actually came close. So in the end, he's probably making 50 bucks or so in the transaction of, of American dollars, which to him is probably about 3000 rupees, which in that is, is pretty darn good. Right. So, you know, and if he does a bunch of those transactions a day, he's getting under the table to money that the government doesn't know about. And that's how that works. Until so, he comes. Right. Yeah. But then, and then on the on the ride back, he starts taking me through the slums, <laughs> and that's where you I started any, thinking. You see any millionaires while you were there? What's that? You see any millionaires when you were there? Was the slum dog? No, oh, gosh, <laughs> great movie, I got to say. It's a good but movie. It is. So he's driving me back through the slums. I'm seeing the slums of Mumbai, which are close to the hotel. But the funny thing is, this is where it gets mildly funny. I'm trying to like look around, trying to soak all this in. Somebody comes up and knocks on the door of the van as we're driving through and literally flashes in my mind, this is how it ends. Like somebody just comes up, starts knocking on the door, and I'm thinking, okay, this guy phoned one of his buddies. I got a 1100 bucks in cash on me. I'm the mark. You know? No, it was just the guy's son. Apparently, his son lived in that slum, and he turns around and says, oh, that's my son. He just wanted to say hi. And I went, hi, and we drove off. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, he's going to school. He just wanted to tell me about his family. And I totally, like, assumed the worst in that moment. 
See, now, I guess I had assumed the worst, too, because the whole time you're telling this story, I'm picturing you, like, being led on an elephant through the streets of India. Oh. Like. Yeah, like, when Steve said he was going to the black market, right? You ever see Cars 2? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, Steve, like that, where they're trying to get those, like, illegal aftermarket parts. Like, yeah. yeah. That's where I thought you were taking us, Steve. I'm disappointed. I know. I, I totally let you down. That, that you should know this about me. My, but this was an actual dealing with like underworld people, I think. But that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I I went to a foreign country and dealt with the underworld and lived to tell about it. You just started to sound like you were like a scene into a Hangover movie. I, thank <laughs> I thought I might have gotten there in that moment. Like like I mean, you know, I'm holding cash. I'm trying, you know. I could just say this, look, I'm the white guy. I stand out, you know, some, and this was not necessarily like me assuming it stories like this get put in my mind by my family over there saying, look, be careful, hold on to your wallet. Pickpockets could get you. So if you go over there, they, they kind of drill it into me to stay on your guard. So I was on my guard knowing that I had cash on me. Service revolver with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we didn't go that far. I don't know if I could have gotten one of those there, but maybe I could have asked nicely. You were in the black market, Steve. You could have got anything you wanted. <laughs> so sorry to let you down on your story. That's okay. It's not, we're it in. It's not a total letdown. Okay. Thank you. Next time, lie to us and say you spent that 1100 on Wayfair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was uh, I was tempted to like uh, suddenly say and that's when I heard the sirens and yeah. didn't see where the story would have gone but uh I will say I did read a couple of reviews on their cabinets and apparently jet fuel can't melt them so <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's an added bonus well that, made. That, well that, made. Feel, that feels like the story the the, uh, the moment to end the podcast on right there jet fuel can't melt wayfair, wayfair cabinets Cannot. <laughs> Boys, wait until next week and see what other uh, conspiracy theories happen or other stories out of the bubble. If I don't get arrested, hand on business with the kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, you ABG, gotta, you, dog, anybody gets it. That's it. You got to tell us the follow-up to that. I'm, I'm going to go Facebook Live. That's all. Oh, nice. <laughs> Let the kids know, bro. Talk shit, get hit. That's how we live. <laughs> all right. Until we get, I came here to do th- two things: kick some ass and chew some bubble gum. Looks like I'm almost out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roddy Piper. All right, boys. Till this time next week. See you later. Thank you, Sarah. Adios. Always, no cap, no cap, no cap, yeah. Hit it for the top, yep, ASAP. Hit it for the top, that's apex. Might pull up on the spot, drop eight racks. Eight homies in the squad, that's eight racks. Ain't a homie in the squad that can't rap. Superhero stats, they gon' ask where your cake at. Shout out to Young Miles Morales, pressing the play on the mission. The movement is building up stylin'. I just check in with my stylus and write out my plans with the stylus. I'ma keep pushing for progress and I'ma keep pushing the process. I'ma keep pushing, I promise. My niece need a bed for her conscience. She need a mansion, a palace. I'm reaching for Wonderland status. Same on they keepin'.
of the yummy Top of the charts, yo, we hungry We chasing the dream I'm just the one that has no points allowed Like you fly little pelican, call me the brown Try to take it to me, leave you flagrantly foul Like Penny, I'm proud and I stay number one Almost famous like Amos, you test me, you dumb Ignoramus, that aim is to run to the sun In search of the blameless like God's only son Jesus, peace in a three-piece drip, drip Sensei on the chop, hit the deep flip Like the off in the cage, the way that I say They say life's a beach and I'm chasing the wave Secrets. <laughs> That's a good one, mate. A lot of people won't tell tell you their uh, closed secrets because they might be still in the closet. <laughs> Anyhow, I hope you're having a bit of fun with that, mate. <laughs> 